and how he's gone about grabbing his second opportunity is really admirable and I think inspirational. If Rossburn had an Australian grandmother, he would have 60 or 70 caps for the Wallabies right now. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Well, Keith, that was uh, we got as much drama in that Liverpool Arsenal fixture as we did in the Arsenal Liverpool fixture at the Emirates last October. It was 2 0 after 28 minutes, and it looked like Arsenal might run riot. So you'd have to give huge credit to Liverpool to keep themselves in the game and to eventually take the point. Yeah, I do. I, uh, when Arsenal went 2 0 up, I was a little bit like you, Stephen. I thought maybe the floodgates would open and, and, and Arsenal could put Liverpool to the sword. But Liverpool dug in, and where I think it was half an hour gone you're thinking the next goal is crucial here if Arsenal get it going into half time 3-0 it could be could be curtains for Liverpool but Liverpool go and get it Arsenal then start making a few sloppy decisions here and there and with the tempo of the game the tempo was always going to drop and the holes would appear all over the pitch and that suited Liverpool a little bit more but look I give, I give Arsenal you credit I give Liverpool huge credit it was a brilliant game to watch great game to be a part of and uh, look, Arsenal showed a lot of backbone as well. Could have easily lost the game at the end there. Ramsdale made a few great saves. But yeah, either team could have won it. Either team could have lost it. Great game. And I think Arsenal went about it in the right way. You know, they could have been forgiven to go there, shut up shop and try and hit Liverpool on the counter-attack with their high line. They didn't. They went there, tried to play football. And at times, it was brilliant, brilliant stuff. Liverpool's press was really good. And yeah, brilliant from both teams, I have to say. I thought Arsenal were outstanding in the first half. Liverpool were brilliant in the second half. And some outstanding individual performances as well. We'll come back to the Gunners to ask you about Liverpool first because I think one of the big areas of the pitch that people were looking at ahead of this game was that Liverpool right-hand side and there was talk perhaps Joe Gomez might start to uh, deal with that issue of Martinelli coming down the left-hand side, Zinchenko and even Chaka to a certain extent as well. But uh, he might have had a bit of a muscle injury anyway, but he was left on the bench. Alexander-Arnold got the start. But he didn't really play as a right-back today, did he? He was quite central a lot of the game. Henderson was over that right-hand side. And in fact, Canada was doing a lot of the cleaning up over that side of the pitch for Liverpool. Yeah, it's the new thing now, isn't it? The inverted wing, uh, the inverted fullback. We've seen it at Man City. We've seen Zinchenko do it for Manchester City. He does it for Arsenal. Now Alexander Arsenal, uh, Arnold is trying to do it for Liverpool. I don't think he's quite as effective as, as you know, your Joe Cancelo's or your Zinchenko at it, but he will get better at it. And I think we've seen the yin and the yang of Alexander Arnold. Apps brilliant going forward. You won't get a better assist than his assist for, this, for Firmino's header right towards the end. The little nutmeg. It's a, it really is. It's a thing of beauty because Zinchenko's half expecting that as he comes out. He's going to try and put this through my legs he does it anyway it's brilliant and Zinchenko is no mug defensively so to be able to do that and then keep the composure so many players will just fire that across the six yard box hoping that he'll hit a shin and end up in the back of the net he doesn't keeps his composure recognises where Ramsdale is just dinks it to the back stick and says anybody wants to score go and get it and Firmino was excellent in it and defensively he was he was just walked past at times he really was Arsenal didn't really make a pay over there I know Martinelli got an assist and got on the score sheet but they ghosted past him so many times but Canate come over and, and helped him an awful lot but you know defensively you know what you're getting from Alexander-Arnold but attacking wise he he's really is up there as one of the best fullbacks in the world and after conceding those two goals you'd have to praise Liverpool as well for not conceding any further goals and I mentioned Kanate already he had a really good game today didn't he yeah he did I think Van Dijk at times in the first half he was isolated the one where he kicks out at Jesus we haven't seen Van Dijk being left like that ever you know he, he sort of comes in and he's quite standoffish he knows the one thing you're trying to do is get in behind him so he doesn't let you do that but Jesus just a little swivel of the hips let him go Van Dijk kicks out and you're thinking this is not the Van Dijk we know but Liverpool got their act together after they scored their first goal got their act together in the second half 
half and Kanate was excellent read the game really really well and there was a couple of big performances from Liverpool I thought Robertson and Alexander-Arnold when they both got on yellows you're thinking with Martinelli and Saka running at them could be a long second half but kept their emotions in check kept their discipline in check and went and got the went and got the draw for the Anfield uh, for, for the Cup the Cup were demanding a performance they got a performance they got their two goals easily could have nicked it in the end as well the Liverpool midfield three, uh, he went with Henderson today alongside uh, Fabinho and Curtis Jones, who kept his place as well. Curtis Jones had a, a decent game before he, he went uh, He went off. What did you make of that Liverpool midfield three today? He obviously could have started Thiago, but he's only come back from injury. He has to kind of slowly integrate him back into the team. And Harvey Elliott was left in the bench as well. Uh, what did you make of their performance this afternoon? Yeah, I, th- I think the only real shout was Thiago for, for Cortes, if that was what you were going to make. I think Fabinho and Henderson were always going to play in this game. There was going to be high pressure, high, high pressing all over the pitch, tackles flying in left, right and centre. Towards the end, Thiago can come on. He, he will be a little bit off the pace, given his injury, only coming back into the team and it wasn't that type of game where you were getting torn on the half torn there was tackles flying in left right and centre it was it was all two touch stuff one touch stuff and we know Thiago I wouldn't call him a luxury player but defensively he can be left wanting so yeah Curtis in there I thought did really well for the, the 60 minutes he was on and then you bring Thiago on trying to pick holes when the game is getting a little bit more stretched so maybe Thiago when he gets him up into speed he will be in that team but I think it was the right call today with, uh, with the Liverpool train in the middle and would you say the same about Jota ahead of Darwin Nunez? I think, per- personally, I could be wrong there, but Jota maybe got the nod because he's got such a good record against Arsenal. If you've got a player like that, you, you probably have to give him the start. But Nunez, do you think he was better off coming off the bench or would you have started him today? It's it's hard to say. I think I think either way, I think Jota, as an Arsenal fan, when I seen Jota's name on the Liverpool starting lineup, I, I was a little bit more afraid than I would have been as Nunes has started. I think Gabriel and Rob Holden, if Nunes had started up there, probably would have been a little bit happier with him. With the not not that he's, he's an overly physical player, but he would be compared to to Jota. Jota likes to get into channels, get into holes, make things happen, manipulate the ball. Nunes does that, but he's more of a, a target player. Although he gets he drifts out to the wing quite a lot, so I think Arsenal would have been happy to see uh, Nunes on the bench but look, hindsight's a great thing uh, Nunes comes on at the end heads the ball across for Canate Canate nearly puts it in the back of the net so you know if that goes off you're thinking Klopp's done it perfectly he's picked the team absolutely right as it is it's a draw but look I wouldn't criticise Liverpool too much because Arsenal mm. at times you know they have been smooth as silk and to play against that was was you know, two 0 down. You're thinking the worst here for Liverpool, but they they stuck in, they dig in, dug in their heels, and ended up getting the draw. Yeah, that's the kind of fight. If your if your team isn't playing well towards the end of the season, that's the kind of fight and character you want to see from your side. And especially when Liverpool are still trying to get that final Champions League place, because it is fourth place is the the best they can hope for. We've seen them doing rescuing this kind of a situation two seasons ago. Um, as I mentioned before the commentary, they're in the same position, same amount of points going into the last ten games of the season. So in a very tricky series of games there, look, they got beaten by Manchester City, but then they go away to Chelsea, get a point from them. Chelsea were obviously got rid of their manager, so the players may be on a bit of a bounce there. So they managed to get a point there, managed to get a point against the Premier League leaders at home that kind of sets them up nicely going into that last phase of the Premier League season. Would you give them any chance of making top four? It depends on their away form, Stephen. Their, their away form has been so, so poor. When you bring them away from Anfield, the, the intensity drops, the, the quality drops in the final tour an awful lot. Salah's not being as productive as he was. Gakpo, it's not been a bad opening season, but you know he hasn't exactly hit the ground running. Darwin Nunes, you, you might say the same about in terms of goals. 
So look, the away form for me is just big, big question marks. Liverpool are still Liverpool when they're at Anfield, but when you bring them away from there, like it just hasn't been good enough. So still big question marks over their away form, but I think Klopp will just be saying if we can keep that walk rate, keep that intensity, keep that pressure up until the end of the season, there's every chance we can make the Champions League. But like I say, away from home, big, big question marks about them. Yeah, 12 points, a big gap behind Man U. And of course, they can't really afford to drop points. So uh, as you're saying, if the away form isn't continues as it is, it doesn't look uh, really great for them. Arsenal, though, on the other hand, you know they could have lost that game in the, in the closing minutes. As you mentioned as well, Aaron Ramsdale, mm. What a game he's had. There was there was a lot of people actually kind of, I suppose, maybe jeering Arsenal a little bit, sneering at them for the signing of Aaron Ramsdale. He went down twice uh, with, with two different clubs from the Premier League, signed by Mikel Arteta. And he's pulled off some brilliant saves in big, big games already this season. But today he made four really crucial ones, one in the first half. Then there was that save with Sinchenko standing right in front of him where he couldn't actually see the ball coming in. And then a couple of couple of late ones, one on the line there actually today against Liverpool. What do you say about Aaron Ramsdale? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. There was a, a couple of question marks over a couple of Arsenal players coming in the door. Ramsdale was one of them. Ben White was one of them. But Ramsdale was one of them with me as well. Like you say, got relegated twice from the Premier League and didn't do. It wasn't disgraced in his performances for his clubs in the Premier League. But you're thinking going to an elite club in, in the English Premier League is is that going to be too big for him? But he's been he's been absolutely excellent. I have to say, he's vastly becoming one of me me favourite Arsenal players. Even when he's been interviewed, he has a smile on his face. He says, "I'm so happy to be at the club." And you just want players like that and when you when you talk about the saves he made today they're, they're all different saves the, the save from Salah that gets deflected and it's going further into the corner that's a world class save it really is the one when Zinchenko's in front of him brilliant reaction save the two one on one saves when he comes out and smothers the ball they're all different types of saves but they're all big big moments in the game and you would fear that if, our, if Liverpool were able to hit the back of the net at any one of those times they could steamroll Arsenal but the last line of defence just kept Arsenal going and sometimes you need that you're going to ride your at times at Anfield and Arsenal did it and look at Arsenal were brilliant in the game I think Ramsdale comes out were probably man of the match after but it, it wasn't you know a total battering Arsenal were brilliant in the first half Liverpool exceptional in the second mm. just on Arsenal so you know they come into this game under a bit of pressure it's a tough place to go they've lost the last six at Anfield and they've got the chance to go eight points here again of Manchester City, who put the pressure on them again last night with a very impressive win against Southampton. But to, to, like I suppose, to make sure that they do get the point out of this game, it's a different type of Arsenal. Because a lot of people are saying, ah, oh, look, they're going to bottle it around February or March. This is showing that this Arsenal team has made a different stuff from Arsenal teams from previous seasons. Yeah, it, it definitely has a feel of a different Arsenal. It really does. Like you say, that, that's a game that you would expect Arsenal to lose, especially when it started getting tough in the last 10, 15 minutes. Liverpool are piling on the pressure. They get the second goal and you're thinking, are Arsenal going to fall by the wayside here? But they didn't. They stuck in. And I know, there's a, I wouldn't say, look, Ramsdale makes a great save, so there's no look really involved in it, but it could have easily lost the game. And, you know, when they go and beat Villa in the last minute, they go and beat Bournemouth in the last minute, they don't get beaten in the last minute now at Anfield. It just feels like Arsenal are coming out on the right side of these decisions. I know it's not a win today, but to not lose, given Arsenal's uh, record at Anfield, I think is a big, big thing. So 
Now Arsenal have ticked that box. We've gone to Anfield. We've competed. We've been the better team for large portions of the game. Liverpool had their had their chances as well. But I thought it was an outstanding away performance at time. They killed the clock when they had to. Gabriel, Rob Holden was brilliant. I know he gave away the penalty, but you couldn't really criticise any of the Arsenal players in terms of a poor performance. I thought they were all to a man excellent and just the work rate and desire was brilliant from them in the first half and having the composure to play through that press was brilliant. And as well as that, Arsenal have to just worry about Premier League games now at this point. I think City, starting from yesterday, had a series of five matches in 14 games leading up to the Arsenal game at the end of this month. And they're in all three different competitions, Premier League, FA Cup and Champions League. Of course, they're playing Bayern Munich in the quarterfinals of that competition. Would you think that Arsenal, so there's a six-point gap between them now, if that stays as it is, do you think Arsenal are going to have to win that game on the 26th of April against Manchester City? I don't think it's a must-win. Look, Arsenal can lose that game and still go on and recover and still win the league, but... I just have a feeling that Manchester City we all know that Manchester City have another gear in them although you know I'm hearing people say that City don't look as good as they have when you start looking at the stats the goals they're scoring the goals they're conceding they're not conceding an awful lot of goals they're blown teams away in terms of 7-0 wins uh, they beat Burnley as well by an awful lot of goals as well in the cup Holland as well scored two <laughs> goals so that boy just amazes me continues to amaze me and the only reason I'm afraid to say I think Arsenal win the league is because Manchester City are hunting them down. If it was anybody else, I think Arsenal would be able to go on and win it. But look, City are the favourite horse in the race. They're stalking the second, not even the second favourite horse in the race. Probably a 10 to 1 shot has gone out like Arsenal. (laughs) And they're ahead. And nobody expects Arsenal to keep the pace. But it has that feeling of the Leicester winning the league. When it just kept going, they can't do it. They can't do it. And they just keep getting closer and closer and closer to the line. Big couple of weeks coming up. They've got uh, Manchester City, Brighton, Newcastle away. Some huge, huge games. It'll all be told in the next couple of weeks how uh, how Arsenal season is going to finish. Yeah, just as funny then because you saw a lot of the players, Martinelli, Saka, they all start to look tired towards the end of that game. Now, I'm not sure if that is an in-game tiredness or is that a, a season tiredness, if you know what I mean. And I suppose one way of staying energetic and getting ready for these games is to keep winning and to keep yourself up there. But can you maybe explain as a former pro what it's like at this stage of a season and how the tiredness starts to set in and how you can try and beat it? Well, the first thing that Mikel Arteta will do, there'll be very few days off because we're coming to the business end of the season. They're in a race for the Premier League. So they'll be in every day. They won't exactly be working hard every day. They'll be in jacuzzis, getting massages, maybe doing tactical uh, tactical sessions on the board. But in terms of actual physical running and hard work on the training ground, that's all being done. So... The, the scientific lads will be getting in and they'll be, they'll be telling the masseuses what to do and, and where they can fill the holes at the minute. But as you say, Arsenal have no European competition, so they can rest, they can get the rest into the legs. And like you say, Trossard only comes on for the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, we have Vieira on the bench as well, Kieran Tierney on the bench. Arsenal seem now to just have that little, the few players on the bench that they can mix and match. Now, I know the starting 11 is a lot better than what's on the bench, but there's still two or three that can come on and the level is not dropping too far. So, for me, Arsenal have every chance, but it's still over to Manchester City. We're just expecting Manchester City to hit the, hit the boost button at any minute. 